Alright. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker, Ryan Callahan here. And if you know what's up by now, you know because of this shorter intro that we have breaking news for y'all. Ryan Callahan joining me, our recruiting editor at GoVols247.com. And Ryan, why are we telling people that we have a breaking news podcast right now? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of these lately, it seems like. Tennessee building some momentum on the recruiting trail, and no different today. Uh, For the second time in less than a week, the Vols have made a big addition to their 2020 recruiting class, this time adding three-star safety Mordecai McDaniel of Washington, D.C., a a big-time target that Tennessee's been after for a long time, uh, and and Tennessee beating out some big competition for him, too. It came down to the Vols, Florida, and Penn State after he took official visits to those three schools along with Notre Dame over the past uh, five months or so. So Tennessee addressing the, the secondary again. We, we've seen them do a, a pretty good job there, uh, especially at the safety spot with uh, with Keyshawn Lawrence, a top 100 prospect already in the class, an in-state player from, from Nashville. Uh, and now pairing him up with Mordecai McDaniel, that, that's a couple of really good players that Tennessee really coveted in this 2020 class. And uh, going up to D.C. To, to land a guy like that and, and win a big-time recruiting battle, Again, another good sign for the Vols and uh, another big piece to add to this class going into the season with uh, with Tennessee now up to 15 commitments and really uh, starting to, I think, piece things together to the to the point that, that people can now kind of see that this is going to be a better class than, than certainly uh, people were, were thinking it might be just uh, just a few weeks ago, really, with, uh, with things being a little bit slower on the commitment front. That's definitely changed here lately, Tennessee adding B.J. Ojolari the top 247 uh, edge rusher from the Atlanta area last week, and now adding Mordecai McDaniel. This is a, a really good sign for Tennessee and a, and a big pickup at a, obviously a position of need in the secondary. Yeah, Ryan, not not all three stars are, are similar, as we know. Uh, a lot of them are, are, are rated three stars kind of there in the mid-range. Some of them are lower three stars. Some of them are upper echelon three stars. And this is an upper echelon three star. I, I don't want people to, to think that this is just ho-hum and a three star. This is a kid who is I think a pretty good player and I know that this isn't really a household name with a lot of Tennessee fans his recruitment hasn't been followed quite as much as some of the other top targets on Tennessee's board Uh, but I happen to know just a little bit about this kid because he's one of those DC guys and uh, selfish plug here everyone knows that that uh, I guess a lot of people listen to this now know that that my wife is 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 a DC girl so I know sometimes when Tennessee's recruiting some of those people up that way I just pay attention and uh, this is a kid from a really good St. John's College high school program uh, right there plays a lot of good competition there in the DC area uh, th- this kid, I think, is a really nice prospect. And this is a kid who, again, I'm not one of the evaluators, Ryan. That, that's not what they pay me to do. But this is a kid who who might end up, you know, me- being a four-star at some point. This kid's a good player. Yeah, that, uh, definitely our analysts have, have mentioned they want to take another look at him this season because he, he does have, you know, the, the athleticism that I think gives you a chance to be a pretty highly ranked guy. And, you know, we, we already have him in the, in the high three-star range at 24 seven sports. Uh, and that, that certainly suggests he's already a good player, uh, in the eyes of our analysts. Uh, you know, the, the line between high three-star and low four-star is a pretty blurry one sometimes, but, uh, obviously they're, they're keeping a close eye on him and, and the way Tennessee's recruited him, regardless of what he ends up being ranked, I think shows you, he's a really good player. That they've, they, they've certainly not. I, I mean, first of all, Jeremy Pruitt, you got to, uh, kind of defer to him when it comes to identifying elite talent in the secondary a, a DB's coach by trade 
uh, a longtime defensive coordinator, and he knows what he's looking for at that position. And, and one of the things he, he really looks for, well, two of the things, Mordecai McDaniel checks the, those boxes in a big way, length and size, and, and Mordecai McDaniel has that in spades. At really a, a little bit over six foot one by all accounts, and, and 195 pounds, really solidly built, uh, and a guy that comes in and uh, you know isn't afraid to lower his head and, and, and deliver a big hit across the middle or in, in run support, uh, and then has big time speed too. He won the the DC area championship in the 55 meters and wants to run track in college. So you put those two things together, it's definitely not hard to see why the Vols have uh, kind of coveted him really for a while uh, and made him one of their top priorities in in, in the secondary and specifically at safety. He's also, like a lot of the DBs Tennessee recruits, probably capable of playing the star position uh, where, where a lot of guys get some work uh, in, in practice as Tennessee tries to kind of cross-train there. He's certainly versatile enough to do that. And he's got a frame that's big enough that he still could add some weight. He might end up being you know, a 200, 205-pound safety uh, like a lot of guys You know, once he adds some weight uh, in, in a college strength conditioning program. So there's a lot to like there, and obviously a lot of those things – or traits you see in a lot of Jeremy Pruitt's defensive back recruits. He, he's got a lot of those things that, that make them covet guys. And, and certainly Keyshawn Lawrence, uh, another guy built a lot like Mordecai McDaniel, has the speed like Mordecai McDaniel. And that's two guys Tennessee's really happy to have at the back end of that, uh, that defense in this class. Yeah. You just hit on something really quick there. And, and I want to, I want to double down on this. Uh, I don't think anyone who does anything does anything perfectly really, but I know this, Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Ansley, if those two guys sign off on a defensive back recruit, I think that says a whole lot about that recruit. Those are two elite level defensive backs coaches. Those are elite level talent evaluators. And if they like this kid as a, as a defensive back, uh, that means something to me. And I can tell you right now, I can guarantee you, and I know this, there are some guys in that class who are higher rated that they don't like as much as they like this kid, Ryan. That's what I've heard anyway. I heard they th- yeah. that they really, really, really like this kid. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And and you know that there was certainly a lot of hand wringing among Tennessee fans uh, a few weeks ago when Antonio Johnson, the former uh, four star safety prospect, uh, was committed to Tennessee for uh, for several weeks uh, from East St. Louis, Illinois, decommitted and, and uh, uh, immediately after a visit to Texas A and M, it looks like Texas A and M might be favorite to land him now and, and Tennessee's still in the mix there but you know that even at the time I think Tennessee kind of knew it was in good shape with Mordecai McDaniel and had a chance to land him so I don't think there was quite as much uh, you know consternation about that development because the Vols felt like they had a good shot at, at sort of replacing him with the guy they frankly I think liked even better I think McDaniel's been a little bit higher on Tennessee's board than even a guy like Antonio Johnson who's ranked higher right now in, in 24-7 sports rankings so that, that kind of tells you what Tennessee thinks of Mordecai McDaniel. He's he's the guy they've wanted all along. If you told them six months ago, hey, you can have Mordecai McDaniel and Keyshawn Lawrence at safety, I think they would have said, done, deal, we'll, we'll take it, uh, and moved right along because those are two guys they've wanted from day one, and they've uh, they've now gotten them in their class. So that's a, a really nice job at a, at a position that you know is kind of an understated need for Tennessee in this class with Nigel Warrior being a senior starter. Uh, there's potentially playing time available next year for one of these guys and McDaniel certainly has the skill set to give himself a chance to compete for that spot. Ryan, t- Tennessee recruits coast-to-coast, coast so, so this is not something that's new. Tennessee goes outside of the region to get guys all the time, California, Hawaii, up, up in the northeast, you know, certainly Florida, Texas, all those places. 
But anytime Tennessee starts to get multiple guys in a class from that Beltway DMV area, that kind of gets my attention because you don't see that a ton. Rico McCoy, Devontae Brooks, you, you've seen them do this before, but they've really seemed to be been in there for some guys in the Beltway in this cycle. Is that something, um, is there just a, any kind of a reason behind that, or do they just like what they see there? Well, I, I think Tennessee always has seen an opportunity there, and Jeremy Pruitt's staff has been no different in, in kind of identifying that Tennessee is one of the one of the SEC schools that's geographically the closest to the D.C. area. So even though D.C. is often recruited pretty heavily by the Ohio states and Penn states of the world, certainly Maryland tries to rely heavily on the talent there. There are other schools closer, but as far as SEC schools, you know, a, a lot of players across the country obviously like the idea of playing SEC football. And if there's a guy from D.C. who wants to play in the SEC, Tennessee offers uh, an option that's relatively close to home. Uh, that it's obviously a traditionally strong program and, and offers a lot of good things. So uh, that, that's one of the things Tennessee has tried to to sell, and I think that they've always been active there. But certainly Jeremy Pruitt's staff knows that uh, even Alabama's had some success, uh, and Jeremy Pruitt can, can certainly re- remember this from his time at Alabama. That you know Alabama's gone up there and, and gotten some good players from D.C. So uh, knowing that the Tennessee's even closer there, that I think yeah, that they'd be crazy not to spend some some time up there. And, and now yeah, with a couple of commitments from the D.M.V. area. Uh, obviously, Dominic Bailey, the four-star defensive lineman from Baltimore, already in the class. And Tennessee still might not be done up there. They're still battling for Rakeem Jarrett, the five-star wide receiver who happens to be a teammate of Mordecai McDaniel. I don't think those guys are planning to be a package deal or anything, but obviously another connection to Rakeem Jarrett with this commitment. So uh, if the Vols can somehow land Rakeem Jarrett, and, and he's committed to LSU right now, so it's still going to be a battle, but they've got a real shot there. They could end up with maybe three players in this class from the DC area, which would be really impressive when you think about what they've gotten there in past years and kind of how hit and miss the results have been in recruiting that area for Tennessee. Yeah, I can tell you that there are a lot of there are a lot of quick, short, cheap flights there from DC to Knoxville back and forth. And, and also that's not a bad drive if you leave late enough at night when you get to DC that you don't have to deal with beltway traffic. <laughs> I can tell you that from, right. from from four years plus experience of doing that. Let me tell you, uh, I could tell you all about that, but this is a breaking news podcast and I won't. Uh, but Ryan, quickly before we get out of here, what does this mean for Tennessee at the the safety position? You know, l- let's assume these are kids. Kids are going to do kid things. But let's imagine that, that Tennessee's current safety commitments stay in the bucket. They stay at home. Where – what does Tennessee do at that position for this class going forward? And, and does that – do they still have a need there? Or, or, or does it d- maybe depend on how many spots they have? Well, I, you know, I think you kind of look at it as an entire secondary class, and now Tennessee has sure. four defensive back commitments again. And, and especially with the way Tennessee recruits defensive backs, you're often recruiting guys who can play multiple spots. So I think they look at it as having four DB commitments. I think with that, you know, with all the needs they have in this class, I think probably five is the most I can see them signing. So they still could add one more. Uh, but if they do add another, it's more likely to be someone who can play cornerback, I, I think. And they're still on. Uh, still in on Kendall Dennis, a four-star from down in Florida uh, that, that they're battling Auburn for at the moment with uh, with you know, Miami and some others maybe still involved there. Florida also uh, at least in the picture. So that, that's one to keep an eye on, and, and we'll see if others uh, remain in play for Tennessee. But certainly right now I think they've uh, you know done a pretty good job of addressing their needs already. They've got uh, they've got you know four total DBs, two corners, two two guys that at least could play safety. Um, and, 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 you know, one junior college guy thrown in there. Uh, so, so it's a nice variety of guys that, that can sort of play uh, multiple positions and, uh, and 15 commitments in the class as a whole. I think you, you look at it now and not only have they sort of addressed a lot of their needs in the secondary so far with, you know, maybe one more spot to fill there, but 
15 commitments. I think it's about where you want to be going into the season. You've got some, some room to still add some big time targets that they're obviously waiting on, but that's a pretty healthy number. And that that's, you know, probably almost two thirds of your class full there. Uh, and going into the season, I think that's about where you want to be. So anybody that was worried about Tennessee's class, I think it's coming together pretty nicely for the Vols now after these last few additions over the summer and uh, just in time for the start of the season. I agree with all that, Ryan. I think that's a good place to leave it, and I'll let you go, and we'll get out of here. Sounds good, Wes. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you want to hear more about this, obviously we have our Monday morning episodes and our Thursday morning episodes, the full episodes. We will certainly talk more Mordecai McDaniel. More Mordecai. We will talk more about him on Thursday morning's podcast where we'll also go over some things with Tennessee's current team and all of that preseason camp season coming up in less than two weeks. A lot of stuff going on. Actually, just barely more than a week at this point, guys. Tons going on. GoVols247.com. You can find us there. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash GoVols247. Twitter dot com slash go boss 24 7 and if you go to go boss 24 7.com right now right now you can get 30 percent off for an annual subscription thanks guys and we will see you here in less than 24 hours